0: I like to teach the world to sing. sing with me I think I'm entitled You want answers I want the truth You can't handle the truth I think there are people so why should it be You guys should get along so
1: unbelievably This song is Brother by Need to Breathe Um So, we have a little bit of fun with Zach at the beginning, a little bit of a slow conversation. Then, uh, I catch up with Dad and Kanjo, or Bo, Bo and Kanjo. Um, let's catch up a little bit about our past. Uh, Dad's the guy who's in the military, um, Kanjo's, the other gentleman that was with us. And then, um, so, it was, it was an interesting time, a heavy episode, um, very important. We were sharing our dragons, sharing our pains, uh, sharing our healing moments, um, sharing how we live in the world. Um, we're all, you know, willing to talk with you if you know how to contact us. I'm Docelliar on Twitter. Uh, are 7 I think is my app, you know, Seven's Perfection, because, you know, I'm perfect. Obviously I'm not. Uh, but, we try to emulate Jesus. Um, you know, and it's...
2: We're
1: all, we're all looking for a way to survive in, a, in the world, because we've all seen, uh, pain, we've all seen sorrow, and there's healing out there to be found and uh, we're all always searching for it and tomorrow's not promised so we ought to start today or tonight in our case uh yeah we're just uh we're brothers being brothers Appropriate meme, audio meme, shared at the beginning, uh, thanks to, uh, Mr. Gentry on my Discord server, so I played that for him, um, but, um, I think we needed a little bit of a light, a little bit of a, out there something, um, before we got into this today, uh, maybe it was the right decision, maybe it was the wrong decision, but it was a decision I made, um, but, just, if you need anyone, we're out there, and there's plenty of, that are just like us, plenty of stories, uh, none of our stories are unique that we share tonight, um, just, stay strong out there, see the dragons, and live, live until you don't live anymore. Um, There's healing to be found. I will also have a few quick flashbacks to lighten the mood uh, from Court Dog, Tommy, and Uno Eliar. Uh, you might recognize it from a few months ago, but I think that it uh, fits the episode quite well, and uh, that it basically doesn't fit the episode at all.
3: Have a good one. Hi there, I'm Oz from the Oddball Aussie Podcast. Do you enjoy hearing about ufology, the paranormal, cryptids, and anything else that's strange or unknown? If so, then my show might just be for you. Join me for a different topic once a week, and a midweek show, that's all about listeners' true stories. Follow me on Twitter, at AussieOddball or email me at theoddballaussie at hotmail.com. Hope you enjoy the show, and stay safe out there in the weird.
4: Did you
5: know that in this community, Bird is not the only cryptid? Yep, that's right.
6: Us is actually a werewolf. He is a bad worshiper, which again is a uh, subset of the CIA. He is
4: uh, one of the werewolves who worships the bad man. Which
5: is why it's the dogman reflector. So, yeah, just so you know.
1: For about five seconds. And I
4: crashed.
1: I know you would. <laughs> <sighs> oh. Alright. <laughs> Alright, go test school. I'm recording. <laughs>
2: Alright.
1: <laughs> you
5: wrecked
1: again? No, that was uh, the replay that I was playing there. Alright. So, uh, we got the banquets next week after the, we finish the championships. That'll be fun. Nice. So, I'll make a podcast episode of that. Are you going to join the banquet? You can, like, I don't know. You can be in it somehow. We can find some way to work you into the script for the, for it. What do you mean? <laughs> you can introduce, like, the next places and stuff like that. I don't know. I'll find some way to get you into the episode with the banquet. For the sprint uh, it, it'll be <laughs> it'll be uh with for the um ch- track championships and the Western Region uh championships for 410, and three sixties, and three oh fives on Sprint card game. Right. Yeah. I have a lot of work to do before that I race tomorrow though. Oh, I'm going to play something Um, I'm going to play something in a rhythm I, I, Is this playing out loud on your end? Hopefully not Because this is hilarious Uh, Gentry posted it So this is going to be on this episode Alright uh, So this is a, This is terrible Listen to this do you have rhythm on? What? Make sure you have rhythm unmuted, because I'm about to play something on rhythm. Yeah, go on. Oh, shoot. Can you hear? Yeah. Right,
5: me I mean, she was your father's teenage alien apprentice. A fine piece of jail bait. From a more civilized age. She had the tightest body and the perkiest little breasts in the galaxy, barely legal in most systems. Anakin and I used to double team her at the end of every successful campaign during the Clone Wars, and once in a while we'd even have the entire 500 and first run a train over her. Part of official Jedi training, of course. In time, she'd learn how to handle a meat saber better than anyone in the Jedi Temple. She wore a miniskirt every day, and so we told her there were no panties in space. And since she was constantly doing acrobatics, you'd get a glimpse of her orange mid-fight as she'd do a flip, cross-lice, and like a B b two super battle droid in half. It was surreal.
1: What? it's in uh general it's in general the other chat. Other day, uh it Gendry posted famous.
5: it. Like
2: a nah. You have
1: no idea. And she was a good friend. It's the... <laughs> <Is that laughs> the Did I did ever think? tell you about a circatano? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, what
2: the hell? <laughs>
1: no. Oh, it's so fucked up. <coughs> Look, like, there's absolutely no reason for how to is dressed in that freaking show. It's hilarious. <laughs> wow. Oh. Uh. So stupid. Oh. Uh. So, did you see the uh, the, the gifts that I posted in uh, VOR, uh the virtual open wheel series uh Discord I posted a few gifts recently on it that I, that I made of our racing. A couple of them from the uh the, the infamous uh incident at um What's the track, Prairie Creek, where I was leading, and then Nate and Dad just got together and took me out. On the, like, coming to the line. It's terrible. The infamous sandwich accident. Who's <laughs> in <sighs> so, yeah. most of my I there's one in general. Let's see about iRacing. I think there might be some in there. I don't know where the others are. Uh, racing general. I don't know. They're in here somewhere. Alright, career mode is so much harder. Oh, under game pictures also. I feel like I have my Daytona crash in there. <laughs> my Daytona <laughs> crash in a sprint oh, car. <laughs> something? Uh, what? I
2: got Daytona.
1: You got Daytona? You yeah. got the new one. Yeah, I don't think we're going to be racing the new one,
2: though. I tested out with the Chevy SS from
5: 2013
2: that they had okay. it one?
5: Yeah.
2: It works so smooth. Yeah, I'm sure. It is so smooth. After getting all the settings correct, it's like good. Yeah.
1: Um, um. What do you think? Um. No. Never mind. What? I, I was thinking about doing like a liver, like voting on like liveries of real life cars, and we'll have like a tournament, and every week we'll like replace the losing liveries with other liveries to try and find, you know, you know, like the best liveries of all time and of like during hunts cars, like sprint cars and Indy cars and stuff.
5: Dude, I will literally do it for NASCAR to hell.
1: (laughs) Fuck NASCAR, we don't even run NASCARs in our league.
5: So what? NASCAR is just in my sister's, in the sister's league thing.
1: That's true, it is in the sister's leagues.
5: So, you're welcome.
1: (laughs) Fuck NASCAR.
5: Yeah, but still, I might be shutting the league
1: down. You know what? Did you see the Texas race from last night? No. Oh my gosh, it was atrocious. It was absolutely just, it was absolutely atrocious. It was horrible. Um, basically what happened is they ran the whole program in one night, but the thing is they still had the JP1 on the, like, the residue on the track from back in November when they ran the NASCARs there. And But oh, it was, man. like, washed off. So it was just darker, right? So the the cars would come in hot and be racing at the speed they race at on the rest of the track. And if they touched a wheel onto the residue, which was darker, so it was hotter, meaning they had less traction, the car would instantly yeah. veer right into the wall. Oh. And so they literally wow. had like one and a half lanes of race track to race on last night. Damn. So there's like literally no passing, it was horrible. That sucks. Yeah, and that's why a few of the guys, because they did the whole program in one day, like Takuma Sato, he crashed in uh, qualifying because of that because he came in way too, he came in stupid high. Uh, I think he was just experimenting to see, you know, Eddie, I either crash or I get a wicked lap time because nobody else is doing this. So, not I mean, it's like, you know what, I think he was just going for it because he's Takuma Sato. And uh, so he completely trashed his car and couldn't even start the race. That's crazy. They had 30 minutes between qualifying and the race. Can you imagine if NASCAR did that 30 minutes between the qualifying and the race?
0: That would suck.
1: Yeah. I I know in like
2: that I'd be like hell no dude.
1: I I know the cars are impounded between qualifying and the race for those guys, but not if they fucking wreck their car it's not This car is crazy. Right, it's, 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 it's so uh, their cars are impounded everyone. in NASCAR, right? In between qualifying the race? Yeah, I
2: would yeah. be nuts. I would be like, hell
1: no, they are. I think they are currently impounded between qualifying the race, but if they crash, they're able to repair it. But, you know, if you only have 30 minutes, you can't repair it. <laughs> Yeah, it's stupid. I'm just
2: trying to find a line right
1: now. Oh, I've got to so uh, much... get a picture of my car for iRacing. The post. Just contract. I
5: can't even hold a line right now, why?
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll post a picture of my car real quick.
5: Probably just because I'm on career mode, I don't know what it is. You're on what? i could hold a line, because I, I might be using career mode. The handling is like way different when I go on to career mode.
1: Why is that?
5: Like that card just acts looser than it actually is.
3: It's weird.
5: The card acts like much more looser if you're on career mode on e4. But as soon as I go on to like every championship mode of purpose, it acts completely fine.
1: Then it's crazy. There we go. I should be able to get a picture of the car. That's my car. Copy. And three sixty livery. Extra sprint car game. I racing. I racing. Th- ring three sixty. No, that's points. Current livery's ring three. No. Ring three sixty. Alright, no, I'll
5: do right back.
1: Alright, I'll stop recording then. Yeah, and we can throw in an ad. Oh, so, on Anchor, you don't get the money, and goat testicles, by the way. Uh, I think this is an ad. No, I don't get
5: the
1: goat testicles. <laughs> you don't get the goat testicles, because you're not in America. Alright, so...
4: are aren't all the banks technically Israeli, you know?
2: Mm. Probably,
1: yeah. So, uh, since so, so you have a podcast that we're uh, supposedly making an ad for here. Um, this, this is supposedly an ad, uh, not a segment. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> so bullshit, what's your ad? <laughs> well, my ad is, uh, that y'all have to listen to my podcast
0: because I
3: speak English. And Do you know?
5: and that's it that's it
1: that's That's
5: it this is the sultry
6: voice of Liberty Zero from the Dissecting Liberty podcast give us a listen I think you'll enjoy it that's it I'm good
4: (laughs) do you have a death wish do
3: you have uh, the desire to be put on a watch list of uh, domestic terrorists? Well, as suppose you should follow me on Twitter again. And, well, I suppose the second question is um, do you have a death wish? Uh, do you have a uh, desire to have your podcast deleted?
4: Well, if the answer is yes, you should not support me on Patreon. If the answer is no, you're probably already too late. So you should definitely support me on Patreon. Patreon.com,
5: Snapchat, Dark and of course.
1: Go, testicles! Alright, we are back. I'm about to throw some music in on rhythm uh, to go with our conversation here. Um, you know what? I'll specifically go with this song for now, and I'll put that on repeat for now, because that'll set the mood for the episode, although our conversation currently isn't setting it at all. Uh <laughs> There we go. Wee. I'm the first one in line. I say something. The
6: cavalry. Yeah, it feels like.
0: All
2: right. Come on,
1: dude. I think this week I'm going to um ask the ask this band like if I can continue and just play their music for all my so, episodes. So the whole now episode. have what? How people are
5: smashing
1: into me for no reason. Oh, yeah. run. Are, are you still on
2: heat?
1: You're still on yeah. heat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that explains it. You can't control the card. Heat. heat sucks. Uh, do, do you have a saw uh, a story for later on? Uh, I'll read uh, what my what mine's going to be. Um, for uh, the story for what we're gonna turn into like uh, a good idea for like a movie or something here's the uh, story I found hello <laughs> hello with all that is going on we have stockpile we have stocked up on supplies including some canned goods I ordered a few weeks ago 30 cans of beans, 10 are black beans, 10 are kidney beans, 10 are pink beans. I also ordered 15 cans of chickpeas. I thought this was a reasonable amount of beans and chickpeas to have every now and then. And would last for quite some time. However, last night I opened up the cabinet because I wanted to make a vegetarian chili using 2 cans of beans. But all of the beans were gone. What the hell? I asked my girlfriend and she told me she buried all the beans in the woods. At first I thought she was joking, but then she explained, no, she had buried all, she had buried the beans in the woods. What the fuck. I asked her to explain and she told me that she was afraid if things get bad, we might have to worry about looters or whatever. and. That, and that the beans would be in danger of being stolen. I said I thought this was completely ridiculous and unlikely. She became, she became angry at me and said she is protecting our beans. According to her logic, the beans are safely buried in the woods behind our apartment complex, and if we ever need some beans, she would go to the stash and dig up a can or two but would prefer if we save them all, for if things get worse. Uh... I said, why only bury the beans? Why not bury our more valuable items? She said, the canned food was most valuable for long-term means, and that since we get fresh food, food in our grocery deliveries, it would make sense to continue to stockpile beans. She intends to get, go bury more beans in the woods every week. This was too insane for me, and I got very upset. I demanded to know where the beans were buried, and she refused to tell me. She said, "If I knew, if I knew, she was afraid I'd dig them up." I said, "Damn right I would." She said, "I will ne- I will never jeopardize the beans." She crossed the line and said, or I crossed the line and said she was out of her mind. She stormed away. We have not talked since last night. I think it is completely ridiculous to bury the beans in the woods, and I want you and I want to find them and dig them up. But apparently my girlfriend is taking this very seriously. How can I convince <laughs> her to tell me where the beans are? And do you think I should convince her to get therapy or something, or should I break up with her? So confused. Is this normal for a girlfriend to bury beans or otherwise hide them? TLDR. My girlfriend buried the beans in the woods and and will not tell me where they are. (laughs) (laughs) So... I... Uh, let's let's just start off with you because I don't know if you'll still be here when they are. Uh, do you think you will be here later? Yeah. All right. So so we'll save we'll save that for later, and you guys can come up with some sort of story for this. I'm uh, thinking it's gotta be like a and horror film. Them, I, I think and it's gotta be like a horror film long where long they're long like long possessed, but where like one of them are are like possessed by the beans or some shit. It'll be great. Yo, I just came forth in a public lobby. It's good, you know what I've come in a public lobby? I haven't. At Daytona. Daytona is usually a shit show in the
5: public
1: lobby. Coming in public is kind of whack, you know that, right?
5: Not if there was like ten to fourteen drivers.
1: (laughs) You completely missed what I just said. Uh yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't do public lobbies. I I hate driving with people that don't have to race me clean. Right. Okay. Or at least like, even if they don't race you clean, if there's a relationship there, it's still a better environment, you know. Right. Yeah, I'll be in, uh, boy yeah. shot later though. Yeah, later we'll do our, uh, meeting, hopefully, when there's somebody else online. There is a I, I want de- 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 um. so oh. to wait till Jet. Um. I'll
2: talk
1: to you later. Wait, you'll talk to me Later. I i just said, yeah. uh, Zach is here asking about if we can do the meeting now. Should yeah. I tell him never mind? <sighs> nah, damn. Should I tell him never mind? Yeah.
2: That's I just use the microphone.
1: Okay. All right.
2: So
5: I'll tell you the
1: meeting. All right.
4: and sloppy show, also known as the rolling and slimy show, and the, you know, retarded and uh, uh, sluggish show. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: Hey everybody, this is Cotton, I'm co-host of the Dissecting Liberty podcast. Uh, I am here in Brazil and it's quite hot. Uh, The reason my mic is so bad on the podcast is because of all the moisture, and I'm not gonna fix it. It's just not gonna happen. Uh, Because I'm not gonna buy an incredibly expensive mic just to have it ruined by the moisture, and I'm definitely not moving from Brazil because I love to have ass sweat going down my legs. But, and if you can hear any animals in the background, that is Rusty Shackelford, our number one fan. Uh, he pops in every now and again and uh yeah he's pretty wild there's no telling what he's going to do uh in our last show he ate a live cockroach that was pretty great. anyway i'd appreciate it greatly if you checked out our show dissecting liberty and uh you can follow me on twitter at cotmarcus marcus or my co-host Liberty zero, and the
1: O at the end of zero is a zero. Thank you very much. Here's an old throwback segment of Uno Eliar and myself, Dos Elier, uh goofing around, uh, and I'm not sure I even tell you what we're talking about here. Uh, and we're, uh, we're having a good time, that's all there is to it. Uh, sitting on the couch at my brother's house. So, go testicles, um, yeah, so, we're seeing there is, there's, there's, an overhang, and underneath, and it's like a quarry, a large quarry, mm-hmm. that large quarry is there, quarry? so that the bottom of the, uh, quarry is actually a French name, <laughs> no it's quarry, <laughs> it's quarry, but it was, uh, abused by the French, and the French, well, they built I'm that bridge.
4: I'm 12% French.
1: I, don't, I know I'm French. I don't know how much I am. Uh, who are they? Well, they're the ones who made out on that bridge we just saw.
4: I think that's his, and, his mom. Not, that dude, the dude is older than the chick. So then the, the what? So the then dude has a little dad, bit older than the chick. And that's her dad. You just said it was her mom, so they've got to be kind of close. I'm confused. I've never seen the movie. I haven't either. <laughs> so neither of us know what we're talking about.
1: Alright, okay. so then you it's have Vietnam. the rice paddy. It's Vietnam. And, <laughs> Vietnam. Oh, we're... Uh, well, the Vietnam, it's the waterfalls of blood from Vietnam. Oh, water yeah, yeah. But it became pure because, you know, Vietnam is healing, so it became water again. Because yeah. it's life, China's life not, is being brought China's back. Not you know, that goes in China. China's dying. China's <laughs> dead. China's you trying. know, and people are saying it's Great. a biological weapon. Well, they're, they're they are the coronavirus. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I didn't realize the coronavirus was made up of eight I Caucasian. The coronavirus was white. Eight I don't Indian.
1: think that chicken in the end was white though.
4: <laughs> she was tinted with. Another color. <laughs> the bridge of...
6: Alright, she was purple.
4: <laughs> she, was, she was purple. That bridge led to... Um... Where does Thor live? Where does Thor live? Yeah. Isengard? Yeah, that bridge was to Isengard. Wow, that's true. You get to and, Isengard and, and, from and Southern Calif- or Northern California. Yeah, I <laughs> can Isengard is Canada. Isengard is Canada. Even though you don't get to Canada from California, but you know. Oh yeah, you can. Mm-hmm. Just takes
1: a while. <laughs>
4: <laughs> a but if
1: you're Thor, you can just swing the hammer in the air, and mm-hmm. the and the um the energy, the kinetic the kinetic energy of the hammer will pull you forward. It because he can swing so hard mm-hmm. that energy is then converted to pull him up mm-hmm. and fly straight to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, <laughs> The equal and opposite reaction thing doesn't quite apply.
4: <laughs> not for Thor. No, not when you have a magical hammer. What if you had a magical wrench? What if you had a magical ratchet? What if you had a magical pickaxe? What if you had a magical dick? Wait, what? <laughs> well, I, Actually, do have a, I have a magical dick, so I don't know. I it can to...
1: make life, so you know. <laughs> Very true. It can, so they're kind of magical. All dicks are magical.
4: All dicks are magical. I think that needs to be the name of this episode. (laughs) All dicks are magical. Yes. Oh, he's going to be so disappointed in this if he hears (laughs)
2: us.
1: (laughs) Oh, goodness. Oh, look. Bloomberg. Mm. What? Because terrible mares make great presidents. <laughs> I mean, look at booty, booty, gig. Booty, <laughs> booty gig, booty gig, booty gig, booty gig, booty gig. So, so you have, you know, that's that's supposed to represent cavalry right there, it like is. the cavalry yeah. going and and then it's all dead because then you have the cavalry regiment mm-hmm. going into World War One on horseback and just getting slaughtered. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know anything about the war films. See, I went from one calorie to the next.
4: <laughs> you did. Oh, I would Race go w. there. Up. I think
1: that's Hawaii. Nah, I think that's from, um, um, Avatar. <laughs> did you know that characters
4: from Avatar actually, their are neighbors with Thor? The land of... The land of Pandora is also... They're Norse? Pandora is in, in Eastern Canada. Western Canada is comprised of Isengard, and Eastern Canada is comprised of Pandora. And Northern Can- Canada is made up of the North Pole! So yes, Santa Claus lives in Northern Canada. Did you know that Santa Claus Santa
1: Claus and Loki are like this. <laughs>
4: yes, they're, they're... They're very close. Very close. They're butt buddies. <laughs> Santa Claus... and <laughs> Loki are butt buddies? Yes. What about Mrs.
1: Claus? Uh, he hasn't let her know, but he's gay. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs.
4: Claus is... Uh, She's Why do you think
1: there's no Santa Jr.?
4: Oh no! <laughs> oh, no, first Santa Claus isn't real, and now
2: he's gay.
1: Oh, gosh! Totally real, and he's lived for so long because he's gay. Duh! Yeah.
4: <laughs> that would be awful to tell your child.
2: By the Santa way, Santa Claus. Claus... No,
4: Santa Claus is not real. What? Also, he's gay. (laughs) No! (laughs) Gosh, that child would be so confused. You know what? You know what? If you do that one more time, I can inform you that Santa Claus is gay! (laughs) What? (laughs) That's in Hawaii. I was there. But you just did! Oh no, now the screen went black. Uh oh. You know what that means? The television died. (laughs) No.
1: Went Hades? Sleep. It's, it's alive in Hades.
4: Yes. The Sanyo San television set <laughs> is alive in Hades. Must be eating
1: a lot of grapes. <laughs> who
4: eats grapes in. Who. who this Hades? The feasts? Uh, Ro- Roman and Greek mythology? I don't know Roman and Greek mythology.
1: Ah. Uh, I know a few of, like. Shame a- on this human. It's over. This conversation is Wait, over. Alright, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm done. I don't have anything else to say. I'm content. I skipped whatever he just said.
4: <laughs> oh, it wouldn't be the first time.
1: <laughs> but it'll be the last time! And now, a quick prayer from Tommy. Isaiah chapter 30, verse 15.
6: For thus said the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest, you shall be saved, in quietness and in trust shall be your strength, but you were unwilling. to rest you ask me to quiet and tell me to trust i've been unwilling and hid my heart but you know it's depths and longing for despair i need you to hold me this weight i cannot bear what have i done and to whom have i gone am i alone or have you come near have you truly stooped so low to take what i deserve yet i'm still not quiet yet i still don't rest Jesus, man has spit on your face, so I will be quiet and I will find rest. As I look to the cross and I see your face, I humbly approach your throne of grace.
1: I was just doing the episode intro. Alright, I'm back. Uh,
0: Alright, now I can
1: hear you. We, we want to get into your stuff, uh, into your passage while we're with What do you want to do? Hang on a second. Turn the stereo on,
7: buddy. Turn the stereo on. Um, I mean, it really don't matter much to
1: me. All we're going for kind Let's talk about what, what next episode's going to be. Let's talk about the banquet. Oh, what, let's start that. Hang let's, on let's a second. My kids report. are being dumb. Load a game. You're not going to know if it's <sighs> working to you
7: load a game. Yeah, in this
0: wasteland.
5: All right.
7: All right. Sorry, kids were yelling and screaming that they couldn't hear anything on the TV. All
1: right. Uh, oh, oh, share. let me see. Uh, copy link. Uh, viewer, Viewer. Editor. Copy link. Alright. So now let's throw this in voice general. Alright, you should be able to get in there. I just made that. So there's nothing written, yeah.
2: Um
1: so start out we surprised uh should we start out with, like, what the, uh, what the league is, or should we end later, or how do you want to start off? Um. You should be able should to add Definitely,
7: probably start off with, yeah, you know, what the league is. All right. Yeah, you know, who we are, what we are. All right.
6: So, uh,
1: you're able to add it, right? I think so. Western region and Who's gonna read that off? You, me.
7: I mean, you're the founder, so. All right.
1: Those. Um. And. Uh, uh, what should I stop recording? It's getting a little slow in conversation because we're just working on this.
7: I really don't think
1: we need to record. I'm recording. Yay, right. testicles. So, um, Dad, Dad, do you want to start us off with uh, your story and witness, you know, your past to us, kind of? And talk about, you know, how you've learned to go through life?
7: Um, I really don't know where to begin. I mean, obviously, beginning the beginning, but it's a matter of how far back I want to go to really...
1: Go to the beginning, we have all night.
7: Yeah, but I gotta figure out exactly where everything kind of started. It's fine. Just... You know what I mean? Yeah. Cuz... I feel like I had a very average childhood, maybe slightly above average. Yeah. But I had to deal with death and grief at a very young age, yeah, and that was mostly the loss of my grandparents, my great grandparents, all before the age of 10, so like it was massive changes in my life at a young age plus my parents getting divorced.
1: The first real loss I had was probably like my junior year in high school actually, um, Because I grew up basically with my grandparents during the summer, traveling with them and stuff like that. Um, I didn't really know at the time, part of why I traveled so much during the summer was actually that like sometimes like the unions that of the people that you know worked for my dad and stuff, my dad wouldn't listen to the unions and we'd get hits on our family and stuff. It was part of why I traveled so much as a kid. I didn't know that though, uh, until recently actually. but yeah, I I basically took care of my grandmother so that she could travel to the races like she always did with my grandfather, uh, and took care of her, making sure that because my grandfather is too old too to deal with you know all the equipment that we need uh, to help her travel uh, while on oxygen and ha- having scleroderma, um, and that was hard for me. And I remember uh, when she died. At, I remember minutes before she died. Her sure compl- her you know, directly at me. Hey, don't pull the plug. I don't want to. I don't want to die. I'm not ready yet. You know, uh, and I remember that. Um, yeah, was, and definitely I, a, a I rem- lot
7: deeper than mine.
1: Yeah, I remember that especially because she had always told me. I remember especially <clears throat> one time with my uh, with my younger cousin in the car, uh, on Avon Lake, and her Trans Am. Her saying, you know, d- don't, don't throw, like, a big funeral when I die, I want you guys to throw a party because I'm in heaven. And then, when she died, I don't think, like, she spent enough time realizing what her mortality meant. And then, um, I realized, and then, like, when she died, I remember her saying that to me before she died. And, yeah. So.
7: Yeah, like, mine only hit hard because, like I was trying to say, my parents got divorced when I was around the age of four or five. But i ended up spending a lot of time with them so it was just a regular thing and then all of
1: a sudden i did do you guys hear me yeah we can hear I can you i hear you now well, let me I'll turn you up though
5: I didn't, I didn't i didn't mean to interrupt uh the conversation no no, no that's no, what you're, you're here for that's
1: the point we're, we're just telling stories
5: well uh, i know i i i, I, I sounded like uh, some pretty serious shit, so, you know, yeah. I wanted to keep quiet. Oh, yeah. So. It all relates to
7: where yeah. we're going with all this today. Yeah. But then you fast forward from that, and then as a teenager, you know, we had 9-11 for me, aging myself a little bit there. Yeah. I was in, you oh, see, I was a freshman in high school. I was just getting ready to leave ninth grade English. Yeah and teachers were making all these announcements and in the hallways and just all that very vividly still stands in my head because i essentially live in a place that should be referred to as ground zero because i can throw a stone and hit several places i'm not going to name them to really yeah. give away where i'm at that it just would have been bad yeah and then of course all that fueled me to want to join United States military
2: yeah.
7: and I spent a lot of time trying to ask myself am I trying to do this for the right reasons am I trying to do this for the wrong reasons like why am I wanting to do this and then that's when my dad started educating me oh yeah your family's always been a part of the military you're just holding up a tradition you didn't know existed and I'm like what
6: yeah
7: so that definitely kind of Blindsided me, but then still having to sit all those years and, you know, negative this and we just need to kill them all and let God sort them out and all these other remarks. And I'm just like, I'm starting to question why I want to do this again. Yeah. But I did it anyway. It's hard. I mean, I. I... Yeah. I can't remember exactly who said it now because my brain's a little scrambled after this last week of work. But, you know, it's not what can your country do for you, it's what can you do for your country. And I felt no better honor than to stand on the front line and potentially die. Yeah.
1: At the cost of killing people that you didn't know, didn't know what they did, didn't know their families, didn't fully understand their motives. Um,
7: it, it's a yeah. weird position to be in when you finally land in that situation, even though you know, yeah I'm signing up. We're at war. I'm going to go overseas I don't know if I'm gonna see fighting. I don't know if I'm just gonna see bunch of that And I don't know if I'm gonna get stuck in a forest You know you you don't know Yeah, but then it's like you can go through all this different training to get your reflexes up and to quickly identify You know whatever they whatever whomever they deem is the enemy And there's just no amount of prep that can mentally prepare you for that moment where you've got your gun drawn and you're looking at somebody that's a real person and not a target.
5: Yeah. That's some heavy shit, man. That really is. And
7: between, well, no, I can't even really say that boot camp broke me, but just the things I saw. And I'm just like, this is humanity's finest. Yeah. And I, at a young age, I questioned humanity. It just—it sounds wrong to say, but it's the truth.
1: Yeah. And, um. Yeah, humanity. I've,
7: uh, I've seen the some of the lowest of the lows. I've never actually watched somebody die, but you know, I've had the privilege of being in the delivery room for three out of my four children. It's
1: good. I'm so sure. I've also I'm, seen some I'm of sure the most beautiful things in life. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of healing in that. There, I, I can't, there's
7: I, something about new life that is refreshing. Yeah.
1: I imagine that it helps and heals you a little bit, but I'm sure it also makes it a little bit, a little bit heavier, knowing you went overseas and, you know, trained to kill, at the same time as seeing. The new life come into the world, and I'm sure that it, it, that it healed. It, but I'm sure it makes it a little bit heavier, even too.
7: There, there's a different weight now yeah. in that it's no longer the local humanity is what I'm looking at as much as I'm looking at the global humanity. Because I like okay, I just brought a new life into this world. Yeah. I know locally, I can get them to survive what's here because I've done it, and it's excuse me built my confidence. But I'm not sure where they're going to go outside of here. How am I going to prepare them for that? Yeah. Like, I'll bring my wife in on this conversation a little bit because, yeah, she spent some time moving around growing up, but most of her life was spent in Florida until we got together, and now here we are in the state of Maryland. Yeah. And it's like, she didn't know she was going to end up here. She didn't know what she was getting into. She just knew it was a different weather climate, different weather patterns, not as big of a city to live in, but still a city.
2: Yeah.
7: It's like, how do you prepare yourself growing up when, yeah, I'll throw this one under the bus when public education's not doing anything to prepare anybody for anything other than the military in jail.
5: Damn right.
1: That's yeah.
7: I mean, like in all honesty, I'll, I'll side track on this for a second just to prove my point. Think back to elementary school in PE class. It seemed like one or two weeks out of the school year, you had these presidential list assignments that you had to meet. Anybody else remember them?
1: No. Nah, man. Maybe, but maybe, it was, but it it may was like certain amount of pull-ups and ears. stuff, like being able to do certain amounts of pull-ups and stuff like that.
7: Um, when I was doing them, it was push-ups, a mile run, yeah, uh, sit-ups. There was something else. I, I can't remember what all was in it. But yeah, I'm, they, they I had think like a set-ups. standard that you that if you met it, you were like the top of the
1: class. Yeah, I th- I think. Basically my whole gym class did that back in high school. I don't- I don't remember doing anything like that in I think school. they
7: continued it in the high school, but I think they called it something completely different. Yeah, I don't it think- it was all setting you up for the basic lowest military enrollment in the army. Yeah. And I never realized it until I stepped on the yellow footprints at Paris Island for the Marine Corps.
1: Yeah. Why else would the president be doing right? He's the warlord in chief.
7: <laughs> hey, I mean, I'm not gonna argue that. I feel if it's called the president's list, why can't the president do it? Yeah. Like, they're supposed to be, their actual title is supposed to be commander in chief, but yet they probably can't do half of what the active military can do. Yeah. And I, I get it, they're not supposed to see action. But you can't yeah, I'm tell i sure not I'm sure some of the, the higher up, going, "Oh man, that was a bad choice."
1: I'm sure a lot of the higher up generals can't do that shit either.
7: Um the generals are still held to PT standards, really? but as you, once you reach certain ages, they start yeah. like giving you more time to do this. They require less of that.
1: Yeah. Which I think uh, I, I think that doesn't really make sense depending, I don't know. A little bit. Cause, like, I don't think it should be age dependent. I think it should be more role dependent. But I disagree with that. I, yeah.
7: I mean, there's so many different routes that we could be taking with it. But whoever is paid to set these standards, to set these standards, and they're a bit ridiculous. For me, during my enlistment from 2005 to 2010, my height is approximately five foot ten. That's approximately what seventy inches. Yeah. And my max allowed weight. If I remember correctly, it was 191 pounds. Yeah. And I'm like, what? I wrestled in high school, and I never got below
2: 195. Yeah.
7: But then then turn around, I went to basic training, because they don't call it boot camp for the Marine Corps, basic training. I went there. I came out 188 pounds, 189 pounds.
1: Uh, and, I mean, talking about, like, you know, how dark humanity can be, like, you think about Ichiat, uh, I think that's how you pronounce it, you know, the witch trials there in Germany, where, uh, I can't, I'm not going to pull it up now, but some large, you know, percentage of the female population was killed, and, like, 98% of those tried were convicted. There's hundreds of people. Salem, of course. Uh, you've got the German Holocaust, World War I, yeah. you, know, you got the Salem the, the, Witch the, Trials. Yeah, the genocide in Rwanda. Like, that's all stuff I'm gonna mention my in my Dragons Be Here episode. You know, St. glasgow Day Riot, that's like, you know, that's freaking, you know, basically a bar riot on the streets, kinda. I mean, uh, if I remember as, far right, as far as how dark that humanity is, has been few, while. God.
7: I've been alive, I was born, I believe, around the end of the middle, let the see, 87, that, it's some kind of tie to the Gulf War, and I can't remember where it yeah. fell in there.
1: And it's like, yeah, I mean, we're, we're and then, humans are so capable of killing without thinking about it beforehand, without understanding the consequences from the other perspective. Oh, yeah. Person, like, you know, like I'm
7: saying, 33 years I've been alive, and I can't really think of a year except for maybe the late 90s that America wasn't actively engaged in something.
1: Yeah. Uh, and uh, something you could look up, um, it, there's a book called Diaries of an Economic Hitman. It's an interesting book that I think you might find interesting, Dad. Um, I've heard of
7: it. I have not read
1: it. Yeah, of course. First, because of what's going on at the riots, and I've pulled a lot up from it. I'd uh, suggest reading that book that I sent you on the um, Boston Massacre, because what I'm really worried about is the uh, is the trials of any policemen right now, and how those will go. Um, I'm afraid of them going the same way, and like if they go the same way, you know, shit's gonna go down.
7: Right. Um, I mean, it's just like I saw a meme today that honestly has been helping me get through this. And it was I know I shouldn't have laughed at it because I know it's not right. But just given the context of how everything rolled into each other, it was just too funny to not give it a little chuckle. And I know it's not meant to be taken seriously. And it is by no means how I view anything. And it was a picture of Dr. Evil from Austin Powers on the phone saying the pandemic's not working. We need to start the race war
1: and with uh there's a recent episode of the friends against government podcast uh the fadcast where they were talking about like the connections between the kid who was killed uh that was his name um um shit George, George Floyd uh and the uh, law yeah. and like how he first was is the you know initial interactions with the law and then how he had to move and stuff like that and uh just how he struggled to find jobs and with all this, and you know how that affects people, and then also the policeman who killed him, his interactions with the law, and falsifying documents and all that, and I believe the guy, the police officer that killed him, wasn't he also black? I believe one of no. no no um, no not
7: in the not so in this Floyd, not in the Floyd it was incident. not a black officer.
1: Okay. Um. I thought they mentioned something about black officer. I haven't listened. I haven't watched that video. Um, um But I know that was a police officer. You
7: in your brain to the incident that happened in Sanford, Florida, where it wasn't a black cop. It wasn't even a cop. It was a... What well, yeah, was he, baby? He was a Latino? Hispanic of some sort?
1: Uh, it was the just government.
7: a neighborhood watch guy that shot a teenager for no reason.
5: Uh, he was a... Puerto Rican, like Jewish guys. Yeah. Um, it, was it was
1: something weird. Yeah, I remember, this. remember you know how I said I had to leave the chat? Yeah. Well, I know why not G- why? Gerald Goins? Is that is that uh does that name rec- um the officer um, who? I have
7: no idea. I gotta back out for a second and switch what I'm
5: on here. Okay. Dude,
1: I literally saw three cop cars
5: flying by
6: my house. I go down the street
1: uh, my I'm house. looking for show I'm notes. I'm going
6: to get a phone call.
1: Uh, anybody know where we can find Kanjo? Sh- uh, uh, do you listen to a lot of the fag cast?
7: No, you're good.
1: I'm looking for show notes on their episode where they're talking about Gerald Goins. Um, right, that's, that's kind of what I was thinking. Cause I know it's something I can do by myself,
7: because I didn't know where to go pricing. I'm just like, yeah, this actually takes
2: me up. And I.
1: I don't know where to find show notes. Uh... Dude, why do you me speak dumb Um... I said I thought that it was a head gas, but it turned out
7: it's just the an intake and in the planet.
1: Ziggy. Uh, yeah.
5: These yeah. intakes in WWE 2K20 are fucking amazing.
7: I'm playing it in full. Sorry minutes. guys, important work-related phone call off the back.
1: Alright.
5: Rookasays and... Ali's, look amazing. Plus with Ali's mask, you can like, on a certain material, you can make it glow. So it looks good when it comes out.
7: Right now I
3: got
5: spray. Amazing. They look so much better than 2K19 and 2K18
1: for episode um, uh, 148 I'm trying to message uh, the host of the fagcast right now for show notes 148
5: I mean I can speak on like Police brutality
1: or whatever, from a first perspective. Yeah, well, yeah, so, I intend to get into that with yeah. you. With yeah, I intend to get into your past too, like Dud did. Um, but like that that whole thing that's going on right now, I'm worried about like the trials going on right now going the same way that they did in um, going the same way that they did in the Boston Massacre, where people and the public does not acknowledge, or the courts also don't acknowledge the connections between, say. The people on the jury and the, um, not prosecutors, and the, um, uh, what is it called? The, the person being tried. Uh, and then the connection between the person being tried and the, uh, prosecutors um,
7: and the victims.
1: Um, so those connections when those aren't acknowledged in the court and there are a lot of yeah, connections between the people, that's when I'm gonna like that's, they're when, they're gonna, they're that's they're when I'm they're gonna be really worried down, about things um, going even more downhill than they are now. And as we've seen in Minneapolis, yeah. you know, the the ruins basically. Um, yeah, it's already bad, but I'm worried about uh I'm I'm worried about what happened to the courts.
2: Um that, that
1: that'll be the real sign to me um from the research I've done on the Boston Massacre. And I've been I've been listening I to books for about nine hours a day on the Boston Massacre right. for about two weeks. Oh shit!
2: Sure.
1: Yeah, and yeah. from and from and just about life in the decade yeah, leading buddy, up to the Boston before. Massacre, you know, with uh, life in Boston so leading up through that on on uh, decade before yeah, the Boston Massacre, the I've been really home. studying deep into it. Um, and that's that's where yeah. I'm really worried. I got ga- I got to get done with that here soon yeah. and get back to working on my uh, special that I'm scripting. Um, but yeah, when dad gets back here, can you go into your, um, kind of witness your past and uh, uh, talk uh, about how you, um, the darkness you've seen in humanity, the bad things you've seen, uh, uh, and then in the human potential and then how you've come to live in the world with understanding that and understanding what you're capable of, understanding what humans are capable of, um, just getting into that.
5: Deal.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I just
5: kind of like the all beginnings all right. to you know the worst things and yeah, all right, okay. so yeah, no, no, uh, I mean for now. certain I'll things I can't you say. You
7: know. Oh, of
1: course, of course. You're Same thing with dad, that, yeah. as you heard, like you know, there's a lot that he couldn't say just because of you yeah, know, you being in the military. Now. But
5: uh, I gotta jump off. This yeah, i will yeah, just I'll blame it on science. But I can't say certain things. Oh yeah,
1: I understand. I I I think we've discussed enough for me to understand why you can't.
5: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Nah. I'm
5: Paul, I'll to do it,
2: I'll
1: yeah, and and then like um, how like the one time you went back to your car, we can talk about. You know, I'm talking about that incident. Um, where you you left and you left the house and went back to your car.
3: Yeah,
1: I think it was your stepbrother's house or something. So, like, stuff like that. Um, kind of, thing. I've had a lot of
5: weird shit happen to me. Remember.
1: Yeah, because <laughs> you saw, um, you saw, so, uh, I don't want to say too much, but you saw somebody on the TV that, um, kind of. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, okay, so, okay. like, we can yeah, get bro, into some bro, of bro. that
1: kind of stuff, too, and just trying to deal with question, understanding the here. darkness of humanity. Um, I think that yeah, kinda, okay. Alright,
2: yeah. I'm back. I
7: apologize. I don't know what I've missed.
1: Okay, not much. Uh, I I think uh, we're to uh, Kanjo, Um, you know, we can start him off.
5: Okay, Uh, you know, basically me, uh, you know, I I grew up um, in Chinatown. uh, And uh, unfortunately for me, you know, like a lot of my friends, they ended up joining gangs and a lot of us kind of were, uh, graduated to organized crime, uh, in a sense, um, and along that path there was a, a lot of, a lot of bad things that you know went down and that I happened to witness and you know see and uh, just, uh, I saw a lot of bad shit. You see a lot of very bad shit in that world. Yeah, you know I mean
1: Which may, I, I, who, I who's the agorist people have been pushing lately and I know they talk a lot about him and getting to organize crime crime especially like uh, um, with um they've been talking about oh, I can't remember his name There's some uh, agorist philosopher talking about you know running drugs and stuff like that and I think like Talking, talking about like running drugs and stuff like that as your form of agorism, I think is a dangerous route to push because that can lead down uh, roads where you'll see things that you don't want to be involved in. I think. Um,
5: oh yeah, no, I wouldn't yeah. recommend running drugs. To yeah, anybody. I
1: mean, uh, I've, know, I've just I've seen a lot about a lot of talk about that kind of stuff on Twitter, and I just wanted to address that. Yeah, no,
5: no, that's that, that's a dark path, man. Yeah, it's a really dark path. Because a lot of people don't realize, you know, when you do that, if you start making it big time, you know, once you get up there, you get, you know, more attention. Once you hit a certain on. point, you have a target on your back. Well, yeah, plus, you know, the other big players start to notice you as well, you know. Well, you know that's why I said you have force. a target on your back. Yeah. It's not just law enforcement I'm talking about. I'm talking about
7: the kingpins over top of you. Yeah. yeah exactly exactly once you become a threat to somebody else's position of power yeah. what, what what is tyranny
5: state oh yeah I'm going to attack yeah yeah no you, you either you either have to you know like they call it paying tax or you know join with them or you know they wipe you out you know yeah that's you know like that that's basically what it breaks down to you know yeah And once you get high enough up, it's,
7: you know, are you friend or are you going to have a truce so we can sort some information out? How do you want to handle this? At first, it's usually tried to keep peaceful unless you've just
5: exploded with power, and then they're not even going to try to communicate with you. Oh, yeah, no, because there is a lot of ego involved in in, in that world, you know what I mean? You know, my stuff's better. You're not allowed to have the better stuff. If you
7: have the better stuff, I'm coming to your door. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh,
5: yeah. I mean, shit. I, I never dealt with that. You know, that wasn't my area.
2: I yeah. was more
5: of like a, um, I basically did a lot of protection work for people.
2: Okay. You know,
5: um, like uh, there was an organized group out in California. Um, it goes by the name of Watching. Uh, um, you can look it up on Google. Of course, they got like, you know, Wikipedia pages on them and shit. And, you know, when I I moved out to L.A., I ended up doing protection work for a guy that was very high up the ladder. Um, You know, I I looked out for him. I looked out for his family and all that shit, you know? Yeah. But the the reason why I left Houston was because at the time there were a lot of uh, conflicts and Wars, I guess, to the problem, you know, popping off, and, you know, I, I, I lost uh, about 15 homeboys during that time period. All right.
2: I,
7: I wish I could find the quote right now because it just reminded me of something from uh, World of Warcraft that I used to play a lot of. Mr. Pandaria, the pandas on there talk about how, you know, we fight to protect home and family and, you know, all this other, like, feel-good stuff, but then at the very end, they go, but the real question is, what is worth fighting for? And sometimes, you know, discretion is the better part
5: of valor.
2: Yeah.
5: Uh, I agree, I agree. I mean, shit, uh, I, you know, it's it's hard for me, you know, but I, I, I feel sort of a kinship with, military veterans in a sense even though the things I did were completely different you know but I feel a lot of military veterans are more likely to understand you know kind of where I come from and the hardships that I've dealt with yeah you know and the things that I've seen yeah you know personally
1: and really I mean the worst thing that I experience really is like what happened to my grandmother and then like I remember back in school like you know uh, one time when I was wrestling in high school a uh, few of the upperclassmen boxed me in the shower and started punching me I remember when I was in grade school getting thrown headfirst into to spend parking barriers just because I, I wasn't afraid to say what I think and stuff like that um, I'm gonna just stand up for what I believe and I don't communicate quite the way I intend to all the time. And I do come off a little bit harder than I meant to. And also, I wasn't afraid of a fight. Um, and yeah. I would keep coming back for more. You start something, I'm going to finish it, was my mentality. And I wasn't afraid to shed blood or die, you know, I just because that's just my mentality, naturally. Uh, and um, I've tried to change that in myself a lot. As You know, I, I've talked a lot about to dad where, like, Even small things like in video games, like, I don't want to get into a fight because I don't want to get angry. I'm afraid to get, I'm afraid to bare my teeth anymore. uh, Just because I know I won't stop. I I don't stop at anything uh, if I get too far. Um, And, uh, I, you know, you could literally slam my head against cement and i just keep coming back. But really, like, that kind of thing and people... Picking on me or picking on other people, and they would just tick me off, and somebody would, you know, pick on a friend, and I just, I, I can handle. I'm it I'm going to apologize um, for
7: a moment because here in a moment we're going to have the ice cream truck theme probably playing through my mic.
1: <laughs> that's fine. Um, but yeah, that's I mean that's the worst I've handled, so I can't imagine what you guys have handled right. losing all those people that you worked with, uh, in the environments that you did with you know life and death on the line every day. Uh, like I My my best friend in high school like we had a period where we, we literally were prepared to kill each other Um, and uh, He went into the Marines by our senior year. We were best friends inseparable You know during tornado drills. We'd be or during you know Lockdown drills. We'd be freaking playing a r a a wrestling card game that I, ha- I had from folk style wrestling from back you know when I was you know real young and we'd just be playing cards um, it's a game called Grapple. I don't know what ever happened to my deck. Um, but yeah, it's, but like we were literally, when we finally came together, it was after a day where literally we were both sitting weird in our desks and the teachers noticed because we were afraid the other one would sneak up on us because it it got that bad. Um, and Yeah. So, uh, it was a theology teacher actually pulled us out the window because I think he realized that something was about to go down. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's, that's really the worst though that I've ever dealt with in my life. Um, so I've never really seen death of anyone I work with or, you know, lived day, day, day expecting death and it actually ever happening, you know?
7: I mean, yeah, I, I didn't really get to experience the loss of a direct so to speak that i worked
2: with or was yeah. within my unit. Okay. I mean, fortunate in that aspect,
7: but, you know, just knowing other people that did actually sign up and like, oh, I actually knew them. And then yeah. hearing, oh, you know, an IED took them out. And it's like,
2: what the, Yeah.
7: you know, it, it it's different levels of emotional attachment and emotional pain.
2: Yeah.
7: I, I couldn't even think of how I would have reacted had I actually experienced the death while I
5: was over it. Yeah. it, it it's not easy, man. I, I'll tell you that. Uh, it's kind of difficult for me to say, but uh, there, was a, there was a party um, for a friend of mine's little brother, and he had just gotten out of um prison uh and we were all at a nightclub um, and i remember he was standing at the bar and i was maybe five feet away from the guy and um somebody walked up put one one of those uh yeah. thumb doses to his head and just Popped it mm. and yeah. you know that shit was rough man seeing that shit you know yeah. Yeah, I mean,
7: but then you know I've also had things that happened while I was over there in Iraq that I don't even necessarily think I acted correctly like example we were all sitting outside in the smoke pit one night Cause none of us had anything better to do. We were yeah. smoking cigarettes telling store. Just making asses out of ourselves. And all of a sudden you just hear
2: boom.
7: And everybody else starts freaking out. What's going on? What was that? I'm just sitting there like, hold on. And I'm timing it. Boom. Like it's outgoing artillery. Relax. And they're like, how are you so calm? And how do you know that? Well, before I had enlisted, I was doing Civil War reenactments for the artillery. So I kind of got used to hearing the different pops and bangs and whatnot, could somewhat very quickly figure out who was shooting what that day. And like, just, I didn't have a freak out reaction to it. And then I look back on it, I'm like, I was probably way too calm for that. Yeah. (laughs) But then, like, we also had an incident where one of the locals that worked for our base got through our control point and they lost sight of the truck. And the whole base was put on lockdown and high alert to the point that, like, me and three other guys are sitting in this post up on top of a bunker whole base is trying to find this truck, and I'm just like, I hope to God I don't have to pull the trigger on this thing, because I don't know if I can.
3: Yeah.
5: See, it, and, you uh, know, uh, you know how you were talking about, like, being calm in that situation? Yeah. You know, to see, that's something I can relate to, you know, a lot, actually, because... You know, for me, after a while, you know, somebody shooting at me or pulling a gun on me, like, it, at first it was scary as fuck, you know, when we, you're a kid. Then it came normal. 15, you know, yeah, then it was just like, you know, when you're in your mid-twenties and someone pulls a gun on you, it's almost like, you know. Oh, you know, that. You can, just, you can just tell, you know, like, yeah. you are not going to right. shoot me, motherfucker, you know, if you're in, you know. You almost dare them to at that point. You yeah. Know, you just, yeah, no, I definitely know what survived. you mean by that. You know? Because, I, like I, mean, I said, I was
7: doing the reenactments. I got so used to, you know, oh, hey, this one, you got to get taken prisoner. You know, are you okay with this pistol being in your back? Blah, 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 blah. And it all boiled down to a point where I've been in situations with women I've dated, and their dads would introduce me to their guns of choice. And They'd be like, Yeah, hey, you want to shoot this thing? Like, yeah, I know it's gonna kick a lot in the back of my head. I'm like, sure, I'll give it a try. And then you know, they'll f- fire off a few rounds to make sure it still works. They'll hand it to me and I like, hear your turn, and I'm just shooting off like it's nothing. Yeah. And they're yeah. like, Marine blood runs deep in you, doesn't it? And I'm like, I guess so. Yeah.
1: Shit. It's, uh, it's crazy they're movies. like,
7: I, It blows their it. mind because <laughs> they're expecting me to shoot it and it kicked back into me. And it's supposed to instill fear, oh okay, I know this is gonna be used on me, and then I'm thinking in the back of my head, yeah, it kicks that hard, but how accurate are you? Yeah. Shit. I've never had that experience, but um, you you would be able to relate to this one story I actually have from the Marine Corps. I had an incident out in California, I was at twenty nine palms, and you know, it's yeah. free information I can share there. And just me and the guys had none to work on one day and we were just bullshitting and talking about the stupid shit we dealt with dating girls back home and everybody's kind of got similar stories. I didn't mind dating so I found out that her dad had a 9 mil or a 45 and they never really mentioned any of these big guns that I'm waiting to hear. And they're like, what about you? None of this seems to be phasing I'm like, yeah, because I didn't have to worry about the first 50 yards. I had to worry about the first 500 yards. They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, yeah, you all think where I'm from, all we have was shotguns. No, we, we're rifles. We got 30-odd-sixes. We got things that can reach out there and touch you. Yeah. yeah. Your little pistol doesn't bother me. I can probably outrun your accuracy distance. I can't outrun your accuracy distance on a rifle.
2: Yeah.
5: Yeah, see, I, you know, me coming up, I had to deal with all sorts. You know, it was... Uh, you know people had pistols of course people had shotguns people had you know full autos um and knew you can relate had, to that yeah people people actually even had grenades i have a homeboy that um his face is all you know scarred up from when hmm. somebody threw a grenade into a, a building uh, Damn. that he was in you know and i don't and, and, even and, think about and, that that's, and the thing is it's like you know this is all happening like in the United States, you know
1: yeah, yeah. you
2: know and
5: that's that's what, like have you guys ever heard of uh, like Ed's it, an, and, and, and o-
1: the scary and thing Calder- is it's a, it's a life Calderon. it's a life that can be chosen and is often chose. It makes it even scarier. like we don't and we don't always realize just how strange a life it is when we're living it. And, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, we don't always realize the darkness that we surround ourselves with until after the, the darkness is uh, receded. I shouldn't, uh, I'll shouldn't. i never say it's gone, but it may have receded. And uh, you can get a fresh look at, you know, what your life has been like. The and, yin uh, and the
7: yang is the best example of it because yeah. there is no light without dark. There is no dark without light. Yeah. The purest of pure still has a shred of evil hidden somewhere, Uh, either in it, behind it, or next
1: to it. As a Christian, I'd say, you know, the only place where you're not surrounded in darkness is heaven. Until then, you know, you're in a mix of heaven and hell. And humans are inherently evil. You know, we we are. We, We all do evil. All three of us here have seen just how dark humanity is. And just what, especially you two. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's scary what we're capable of, but look at us, we, we've all three learned and grown in our humanity at the same time. Uh, in some
7: capacity, we yeah. have all three experienced the seven deadly sins. It don't matter what faith yeah. you follow. Yeah. It, it's all pretty universal. You know, yeah. these are the traits you strive to not have, and they're mostly learnt traits as it is anyway. Yeah. I mean granted we're all born knowing that you know we have to love. Yeah. But at what point does that love turn into lust? At what point does it turn to greed? Yeah. At what point does love cause us to turn to wrath?
1: <laughs> Quickly if you you're know? not careful.
7: They say love is the strongest emotion in the world for a reason. It can yeah. heal and it can hurt.
1: Yeah. And I think you've seen the greatest healing from it at all. Um, I don't know if Kanjo has uh, any any kids, but I'm sure seeing your kids born, you've uh, you've seen something so powerful. I I couldn't imagine it. Um, seeing
7: my kids being yeah. born, working on farms and helping deliver farm animals. And yeah. Just anything that is known as, and relates to the miracle of life is just incredible it, it's a level of beauty that and, and i'm not mocking your religion here and me saying this or anything at all no but I'm, in my honest opinion whoever the higher power is is not a man it has to be a
1: woman a <laughs> yeah, i understand that
7: the beauty um,
1: that is like in, in the christian I, faith the, the perfect love between a man and a woman creates life in the holy spirit is correct. Uh, is what i understand and that perfect unity and perfect understanding and completeness of love creates it creates more love and i think like that's what you see in a man and a woman creating life that's why like i'll never have a one-night sin just because i think that disgrace is really what what love is um i i, I want to because I, I want to have a kid um and i want to i i i want that completeness in love, I want that cycle of love uh, to continuously grow. Um, Right. And that's what, yeah. uh,
7: I even tell people, because I know there are a lot of people, men and women both out there, that can't stand um, smells of the birthing process.
1: You don't have to witness the actual birth of a child to know the joy that is. Yeah.
7: An innocent, it's, free-spirited soul yeah. that was
1: just... You can just see a young child and just be like... Oh a <laughs> child
7: under the age of two... Yeah. It just gives off this glow that if it doesn't warm your, your being, not just your body, your being, if it doesn't make you strive for something, to want to do something great in that moment, then something is wrong.
1: Yeah. Agreed. Um... What, what's some powerful healing, healing that you've had in your life, Kanjo? Um,
5: well, <laughs> it's kind of funny, you know, as far as like healing goes, you know, uh, man, to be completely honest with you, I'm still stuck in like a very, yeah. very dark place, you know, because for one, like the things that I've gone through and experienced, there's not really a place or, you know, people that really want to hear it. You know, we're kind of looked at as, you know, basically scum of society. You know what I mean? Well, then I'll so, be the first service member to tell you, if you
7: ever need an ear, you know where to find me. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that, man, because. Because like you said, oh. me being on that front line and me doing what I've done, I understand a lot more of what you went through than just some Joe walking down
1: the street. Yeah, or or even me. Like, I'm always here for you, but I think Dad will be able to relate more to you. Um,
5: yeah, no, I, I I appreciate that, man. I do. I really do. Because it, even it's, outside it of...
2: Got, uh, even
7: outside bad. of what I've done in the Marine Corps and everything else, I always, if I know somebody's got a problem, even if it's just they need to look for an answer, I'll list, I might ask questions and it's, it'll seem like I'm looking for an answer, but maybe I'm just trying to help you find an answer that you already know.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the greatest healing that I've had, I'm about to play a song uh Andre, if you guys want to hear it because it relates to my story of a night that still whenever I hear this song it makes uh the hair stand up on the back of my neck uh It's something that every junior that ever you know that's graduating the last i don't know how many years uh, uh, well over a decade uh from my the high school I went to um we all witness uh prayer skit. Uh, on our junior retreat to the song. Um, and I'll start playing it now. Um, and basically, it's dark. I believe it was a thunderstorm that night. Um, and um, basically, uh, the sins that people have experienced in their life, um, that the... Um, the, the sins that the people in the senior class had experienced in their life, like say it was, you know, lust in a way that harmed them, Uh, they, you know, say they came up and they had their face painted all, you know, black and red and stuff uh, in a way that resembles what they went through. And then you had one person at the front. Well, they came up with, you know, the candles on them and the, down the floor at the uh, edges of the building, we were all in the middle, it was dark thunderstorm, and um, they'd enact, they'd act whatever uh, that sin was that hurt them you know, killing, lust um, theft, whatever, on that person and weigh them down with it with, you know, a sign that they put around that person's neck, and then after that uh, and it was really, it was really very, it was, it was a scary night, actually, amazingly, uh, even though you understood what was going on. And you could feel the emotion in the room, these people sh- sharing the pain that they've had. And then um, the person at the front of the room, they gave a witness on how um, they uh, basically, how they were going to kill themselves at, at some point on attempted suicide or whatever, they witnessed, I'm not going to tell the name and the details, but a a person that experienced almost all these things in their life, racism, whatever, um, lust, and was going to kill themselves, and how they turned to God for healing. Um, And then they turned around and found a a way and found God to carry them out. because they felt like they were in the dark, and they were lost and done, and tried to end it. Um, and I and I experienced this twice because I held that um midconjure go. Uh, and they experienced that twice, um, and I experienced that twice because the one was from people in my own grade because I, uh, was the assistant ministry director uh, in my high school, I uh I helped out the, uh, the ministry leader. Uh, and then, uh, cause I was in, I was in the ministry program and then, um, when I was a junior, of course I witnessed it as, uh, as one of the juniors, like everybody does that, goes to my high school and it was just as powerful, the second time. So I liked, uh, I'd like you guys to turn up this song and just listen to it. Um, to the end of the song, um, and I'll turn it up here for the audience. Um, and then we'll get into some fun stuff. and um, at the end of that at the end of that prayer skit basically the person telling the witness before they tell their witness um, slits their arm or shoots themselves in the head or whatever acting of course uh, and falls down on the ground and then one of the other seniors would come from the back of the room pick them up and carry them out of the room Uh, and um, that's the most powerful thing I've ever felt, um, that's the most powerful emotion I've ever felt in one room. Um.
0: Hey, uh, it's Dino Files. I am, just, wait, I'm just giving my plugs, right?
1: Whatever you want for an ad to put on all my future episodes.
0: Oh, okay. I'm Dino from Dino Files. I am on the internet. I'm Dino from Dino Files and theroguefile.com and alternative internet radio, I exist everywhere. I am all things.
4: We are all Dino. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Hi, this is Theodore Quinoa with
5: Crowdfunded Government. Find me and my crazy idea that you will hate
6: at crowdfundedgovernment.com and of course in the mean streets of Twitter at crowdfundedgov now
1: back to the book it's recording huh it's recording okay
7: um the first song perfectly signifies the current darkness that is here in the united states but when the song was originally written it was not directed at what is currently going on but what i had gone through but it still holds true today um
1: I'll we'll put a link up to it here, in music, real quick. Right, I'll play that too. Um, this is why I like that I'm not on YouTube, so that I can do is, this
7: stuff.
1: Uh, I think it's the first important. song is
7: "Hands Held High," and it literally just talks about all the darkness and everything in the right. United States.
1: I'll I'll play this underneath the conversation. Um, um trying Unless, to. Do, you, do you think we should uh, play okay. it underneath, or just take a minute to listen to it? Do what? Should, should we play it underneath, or take a minute to listen to it?
7: Uh, we could talk here for a moment, because the first part of it's just kind of a... We're talking. Yeah. I mean, we can kind of talk about the lyrics as it's going, too.
2: Yeah.
0: has respect for so the the world watching
7: at the end of day I mean, tell me so far it doesn't sound like our current situation. Yeah, it does. But yet this was written back during the Iraq War.
1: I mean, the second hu- Iraq humanity's war. never changed, so of course it, you know, if it's the peak of human, uh... No. Pay attention
7: here to the second verse because this is where it gets deep. I am not laughing no because when it gets tense, I know what might happen. The cold, the bold men take action. Have to react to get
0: blown into fractions. Ten years old or something to see another kid my age, drug under the jeep, taken and bound and found later under a tree. I wonder if he thought the next one could be me. Do you see the soldiers that are out today to brush the dust with bulletproof vests away? It's ironic. in times like this, you pray, but a Yesterday, there's bombs on the buses, bikes, roads, inside your market, your shops, your clothes. Got a lot of fear, I know, but enough pride inside, to let that show. My brother had a book, he would hold with pride. A little red cover with a broken spine on the back, he hand wrote a quote inside. When the rich wage war, it's the poor who die. Meanwhile, the leader just talks away, stuttering and like the night news used to replay. The rest of the world watching at the end of the day, both scared and angry, like, what did he say?
7: Like, I couldn't piece it together any better, and then I remembered I had this
1: CD. Yeah. Um, I know it's not as deep of a song. Think about the song People Are People, uh, from back in the 80s. Yeah. Uh, why can't can we just ahead, get along?
7: St- uh, stop that song, because it's going to say the same thing over yeah. and over. Yeah. <laughs>
5: See, for me, I guess, uh, the music, you know, for me
1: was a, a lot different, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I, I listen to well, music like, of all genres. It, so.
7: it, it perfectly covers, you know, constantly being surrounded with darkness, and it doesn't have to pinpoint just war. The War isn't always necessarily a physical battle. War can be mental, it can be emotional. Oh, yeah, yeah, and most definitely. You know, it,
2: the leader is very broad, it doesn't just have to be the president, the town yeah.
7: mayor. It could, Unfortunately, it could be your own parents, you know, it could be an older sibling. It's very non-directory, but I know when the song was written, it was targeted at George Bush and everything he was doing over in Iraq and Afghanistan. Album, and I'm guilty of what they call. Ra- they followed up with the song oh, "I Missed what no, You." Said. You sorrow. cut out.
1: You cut out. You're guilty of what?
7: I'm guilty of what they call divine righteousness. Okay. Divine fury. Yeah. Um. And overwhelming need for. I'm trying to find the right wording here for justice, regardless. Of what method I have to use to obtain it, and then on that album they follow it up with "No More Sorrow," which is a song that I'm pretty sure a lot of people have heard. Yeah, and it just hearing those two songs back to back, it like it fuels my inner rage, and I just really wish I could get a hold of the powers at hand and just bang their heads together, or off the concrete, or off the asphalt until things change. And i know that violence sir but if i can stand between the two people causing the con that is wrong to realize that they're wrong and back down i will do it yeah oh i feel you on that man yeah you should like
0: with all I these riots and everything
7: that are going on right now my wife has supported me a thousand percent on this you know i'm all for them go protest i don't need to be They know they've got my support. If they called me, texted me, whatever, showed up my door and said, hey, come join, I will go. But if I stand idly by and I witness the injustice, I'm now getting involved because I swore an oath that states to support and defend the constitution of the United States against all enemies, and here's the kicker, foreign and domestic
2: see,
1: I'd agree with uh, defending the country against all you know foreign domestic threats, but the Constitution I think we've had the discussion. I don't think it has any strength I don't think it ever did have any strength. I used to think well, that it did mean something but, the, you know. the,
7: the, the incident with uh Floyd. Has anything to do with the constitution? That is not what I'm talking
1: about. No, no, I, if I, I, know. I
7: see a group of people that are very peacefully protesting, and they're yeah. not disturbing anybody. They're not destroying anything. And a group of cops comes up, aggressive, telling them that they need to leave and they need to vacate.
5: Never yeah. Involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. is just, like, I guess, you know, from my standpoint, you know, I knew
1: friends with dudes that knew George, um, when he lived in, uh, Third Ward in Houston, you know? Yeah. So, And he moved to Minneapolis to restart his life, basically, from what I understand. Yeah. I believe
5: that was his intention. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because... I don't know much about Minneapolis, but, you know, where he was from in Houston, like, uh, Third Ward, that's a, that's a rough fucking place to grow up, man. Yeah. That is really rough, you know? But as far as music is concerned, you know, there's one song I think that describes, like, my mindset, during all, all, you know, the shit that I was doing and going through. And, um, you know, almost to this day, and I like almost struggle trying to get rid of that mindset sometimes, you know? Because yeah. when you have done something for so long, you know, that it that it, it's hard to, like they say, you know, you get that it's hard to stop living you high speed you know too. yeah like uh, like I I heard I heard one guy say it on a podcast once and I very much agree it's like you know being a Lamborghini in a school zone destined to drive 20 miles per hour for the rest of your life you know
1: yeah and like um. I can really relate to like that like dad too. like dad you, you know like what I have we've talked about what I've gone through, and you also know how I deal with it. You know, I ha, I have to have an adrenaline rush to this day. I I have to have something to get the anger out, something high speed, something where I'm just reacting. I can't I can't live and just not react. I I I go to a place I don't want to go, and you see you've seen my demeanor change when I've been when I've been in one place too long. Um. You know, well, it was still at the stage of being a little bantery, but you could tell my demeanor had changed, I think. Um, and then I went for that skate, and I think you can immediately see how it changed, because I was out there on a night skate going, you know, who knows how fast, uh, being able to see only feet in front of me, uh, downhills down 30-some miles an hour, because I could only react at that point. I, I didn't have... The ability to think to um, and I I have to have that near that possibility of death uh, because I did I, I don't wear a helmet when I do that stuff I I need to feel threat where I'm just reacting and then I can get back to my normal state because I can't I can't operate feeling safe anymore I can't do it.
5: Did okay if Sometimes, I post that song in the music section or whatever?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So? Uh, let me see if you have a DJ role, to see if you can you. play anything. Uh, if not, I'll throw that at you uh, so that you can huh? play a song. And pause uh, to, and. Uh, put
5: it in the music section or.
1: Yeah, just play yeah. the music and press play. Um. If it doesn't play for you, I'll give you a DJ role. You have DJ role. I think you should be able to play it. Just play, exclamation point play, and then the link to the song. Uh,
5: music. Uh, it, it's different from yours, <laughs> you know. But uh, coming, you know, from where I did, you know, we related a lot to yeah this kind of culture, you know. You know, Tupac. Alright. Ah, yes. You know, but the lyrics and all that, you know, like what was, like how I lived, how I felt, and very much how I still I still feel today, you know? You get into trouble that way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I try my best not
0: to
1: know. And like I remind myself every day that I could die, remind myself of my mortality that I can't just be like that. Uh in order to operate. Like my my alarm clock in the morning literally tells me I could die today. It literally says, quote-unquote, you could die today. And that's that's my wake up in the morning. Uh, and it, it reminds me to be the person who I want to be, not the person who I uh, want, who I uh, act like, you know, uh, the person who I used to be. Yeah, yeah.
5: After you. I mean, you know, because you can, you know, like, yeah. tomorrow is not promised. No
7: one, it's, it's
1: not. You know? And I think too many nah. people don't realize that. And I think that's why they live the way they do.
7: They actually said it best in Kung Fu Panda. Yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, but today is a gift. That is yeah. why it is called the present. Yeah.
2: Huh. Yeah,
5: no, no, that's some real shit, man. It is. <laughs> you know, it... You know, death doesn't um, discriminate, you know, like, uh, it wasn't that long ago that, that, um, you know, I found my brother uh, dead in his room, you know, and, and, you know, shit, He, he was, he was a very peaceful guy, you know, and, you know, just, you know, like, You know, just get this feeling like why should why why couldn't it have just been me, you know? Because I'm the one that's done bad things, you know, like almost like I deserve it more. You know
7: what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Death doesn't discriminate, and death has no qualms or quarrels doing whatever it wants to do. Yeah, exactly.
5: You know, (laughs) Uh, I mean. you know, it's not. It's not like what I went through wasn't. You know, like combat. Like I said, you know, like actual. You know, out there front lines kind of bullshit. You know, like I don't mean bullshit. But, you know, in a bad way. That's just kind no. Of it's thought, still a front yeah. line battle. It's just the battlefield's different. Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. It, it, and, and and the thing that for me, I guess, what probably makes it worse is that like the battlefield that I fought on. You know, in a sense is. Is, is here where I'm at. You know, yeah. so I can I can drive by, you know, like a shopping center where you know, like say I lost a friend, you know. And it's like it's never ending, you know?
1: Yeah, and I it's I
5: ho- much different when it's at home.
1: That will yeah. yeah. And I don't think that will ever change. But the thing is I, I really hope you can find healing. And healing doesn't mean you don't feel the pain anymore. That's not what I... I think people misinterpreted that. I think, you know, that's part of why you have the drug addictions and all that, trying to lose the pain. Because healing doesn't mean the pain's gone. Healing means that you have love, you have community. It means that you've grown better from it. You know, it's... it's, You've grown as good or to be better than you were then. It doesn't mean that there's no pain. Because I... Yeah. I mean, how can you have love? How can you have joy? How can you have anything good in the world without pain? Even childbirth, as we said, is the most powerful, amazing thing in the world. Look at how painful that is, you know? Um, and, you know, thankfully, none of us will have to go through that ever. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, you can't have... I mean, have
7: passed a kidney stone that's pretty damn close. Yeah, and, oh,
1: you know, God. I think we've all yeah. been Ooh. hitting the balls by who knows what, tennis balls, or baseballs, or kicks, or who knows what, you know, um, I think any guy who's done anything has gone through something hitting him hard. Um, but yeah, it's like, you, you can't have anything good without pain. No human, even us, was born without pain. There's no healing without first going through pain, which I think is part of what we're trying to do here is find community healing. Like, uh, that song that I've been playing, uh, if you've noticed, uh, can I be your brother? You know, can I be your shelter? You know, the song brother by need to breathe. There's a reason I've been playing that today. Uh, if you guys have been listening, uh, I, I know a lot of you guys mute it too, because, you know, discord struggles with playing, um, you know, rhythm at the same time as a conversation. Um, yeah, it's, I don't uh,
7: mean to take a strong religious turn here, but the, the healing process, uh, with the, only the two immediate uh, uh,
1: don't worry about knowledge so,
7: pools I have, um,
1: yeah,
7: you know, in Christianity, Christianity and Catholicism, they talk about you know, the golden rules of doing to yeah. others as you want them to do unto you, yeah. love thy neighbor, and treat each other with you know, peace and respect and everything along that line. And then you turn to a little, I sit in the religious pool of paganism and Wicca yeah. and our cardinal rule is harm none do as you will.
1: Yeah. All right. right. Yeah. Um, and Jesus said, do unto others as I have done unto you also. Uh, and that that's pure love. That's sacrificing yourself and being willing to die uh, and understanding that reality of death um to give unto others, you know? I
7: think another key
1: factor so like as you would do for your kids and as and... you are saying you do for the people in your country, as I just define a country, you know the the land mass in the community you live in um that is a country you know that's why you know out the opposite of urban is country it's a a mass of land. Um yeah. and but Yeah, you know, the people and I feel like um uh where was I going with what I I just said, I got distracted with definitions.
5: I have
7: no idea, but uh, as I was getting ready to say, yes, yeah. I've just figured out one of the key points of life, you know. Maybe my time's close and then I realize that may I find my eternal rest. But Yeah. I feel that with all those rules to abide by, and they're not really even shouldn't be rules. They should, just, they should be instincts at this point. Yeah. To love and care for one another, I feel that the purpose of each individual person is to spread happiness to at least one person in their life, and to change that person's life for the better.
1: Yeah.
5: I feel you on that. Feel you on that. I
1: do. That's true. Uh, you could uh, have, brother.
5: Uh, I was just
1: saying, I I feel him on that, you know. I understand, yeah.
5: you know. But like, I, I, know, hate, I, know I hate like, this,
1: but I, I hate to do this, but I hate to do this, but I got I got to log off, Guys, uh, uh, My wife is. All right, all right. We, we, can, yes, we can we can stay. cut it there. Yeah. Um. Want to see if we can get someone else in here, Dad, and uh, do our uh, stories? Or you are on just on the po- episode here?
7: Um, we could probably end the episode there. I mean, we filled right.
2: in
1: a lot of yeah. information. but I I I usually end on something a little lighter, but I also do have a prayer that I play at the end that my brother uh wrote the, wrote a basically a song to go with the psalm. Um, that I'll play at the end. Um, so I think that'll be good. Um, okay, you go
7: ahead and do that. I gotta pop off here for a little bit. I'm having yeah. a late dinner.
1: Well, so. I already have the file there. I'm I'm not gonna play it live. Um, I don't think I don't have a way to do that. Um, but yeah, I think that it's about everyone. Um, cool. yeah, I, I think we're good. Um, so Ganjo, I I hope.
7: An interesting news article to pop
1: yeah. up. Yeah, um, Ganjo, I do hope you find um healing. Um. And. Um, oh, thank you. <laughs> Hopefully, we can all grow from this, and whoever listens also can grow uh, from this episode. Well I think that's it.
5: Well
1: Any last words, Dad? Um, Sounds weird calling you Dad. Any last just words, Dad? <laughs> I just pretty
7: much <laughs> want to end it the same way I just kind of said it, you know. I'm here for you if you need an ear. Some of you know where to find me. Some of you don't. Yeah. But just remember, be kind.
1: Of course, I'm Docellia. Be kind and love. I'm Docellia on Twitter. I'm Docellia on Discord. Most of the people who listen to this, if not everybody who listens to this, will know how to find me, Um, including, you know, texting me if you're one of those people. Um, And, you know... Um, I'm sure if you're in our Discord server, maybe, you know, you can talk to, uh, Bo, he's dead man on this, on my Discord server. Um, I don't know, Kanjo, I'd, I'd assume you'd be willing to talk a little bit, uh, if somebody needs someone to talk to. Yeah,
5: Um, yeah, no, I, I definitely would be willing to, you know, come on again and, and, you know.
1: Yeah. Um, and then my next episode is going to be dead. And I, we're going to do our banquet from our e-racing episode. then I think, uh, after that, we're going to do a light comedy episode before I, uh, release my, uh, super episode, my special, that'll be quite a few hours long. I think, uh, on the, you know, on human potential human tragedy, uh, all that potentially Um, be a
7: two or three parter.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a long one for sure. um. And that that'll be releasing I'm hoping by Thanksgiving, but I'm definitely gonna finish it by the end of the year um it's It's a lot of research though, so that one's gonna be that one's gonna be out there uh but we'll try and get some comedy stuff in in the meantime before then uh but stuff that'll prepare us sh- like this did I think this was a good first part of that episode though. So I think any ideas for this episode, I think it like, uh, you know, s- speaking of dragons or speaking of our talking of talking of our dragons or something would be a good way to connect this to that episode. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think I should name this episode? Something about our pasts or you guys have any suggestions on that?
7: I hate to say it, but we you. almost sounded like the Knights of Yore just having a drink.
1: <laughs> <laughs> drinking about yeah, dragons? I mean, tell
7: me I'm,
1: drinking I about mean, dragons.
7: Tell me I'm wrong. It almost sounds like a night in the teardrop inn.
1: <laughs> yeah.
5: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I agree with that one, man. <laughs>
1: in a pub, drinking on dragons. There we go. All right, that's all, there made. Go. Alright, so, um, have a good one, um, I think we all have a lot to think about, um, go have a drink guys, um, I'll sit here and drink my tea because I don't, I, don't I, eat my I shouldn't drink on my medicine. I sure as hell shouldn't drink as a person, uh, I don't trust myself with that, uh, but I'll sit here and drink some tea and you guys go get yourself some alcohol or something, whatever you need, uh, sounds like you have a long night dead. Um, uh, yeah, have a good one, boys. Go get your wife, Kanjo. Nah, it
5: was a pleasure speaking with you guys,
1: man. You too, brother. Love to Same here. So, you guys have a great one, here. Yeah, you too. you too, brothers. Here is another flashback of uh. You know, uh telling myself, Tommy and Court Dog, uh, about his tattoo.
4: I do not, but the only way to the temple is through Yeet. <laughs> you must mark yourself with thy words, and I said, "Oh my gosh, I know what I'm doing." So this he they did the ancient yes. tattoo. On my leg, so I marked myself with the yeet. To and then I, entered, en- enter, ent-
6: <laughs> then I entered
4: the temple of yeet. yeet. And I said, Yeet not,
2: <laughs> fear not, yeet not,
4: yeet not, for I am the Lord. For I am not the Lord, but the Lord will speak through me yeet. to you.
2: And then he called me Moses.
4: And then they all knew the Lord. Right. And I walked away, and God said, Tyler, you good felt job.
1: Yeet-licious. yeet delicious.
4: <laughs> God s- said that I'm yeet licious. Yeah. Mmm,
1: <laughs> yeet licious. Look at this.
2: One.
1: And now for a musical prayer from my brother Psalm 88
6: Lord, you are the God who saves me. Day and night I cry out to you May my prayer come before you Turn your ear to my cry I'm overwhelmed with troubles and my life draws near to death I'm counted among those who go down to the pit I'm like one without strength I'm set apart with the dead like the slain who lie in the grave Whom you remember no more, who are cut off from your care You've put me in the lowest pit in the darkest depths. Your wrath lies heavily on me. You've overwhelmed me with all your waves. You've taken me from my closest friends and have made me repulsive to them. I'm confined and cannot escape. My eyes are dim with grief. I call to you, Lord, every day. I spread out my hands to you. Do you show your wonders to the dead? Do their spirits rise up and praise you? Is your love declared in the grave, your faithfulness in destruction? Are your wonders known in the place of darkness or your righteous deeds in the land of oblivion? But I cry to you for help, Lord. In the morning, my prayer comes before you. Why, Lord, do you reject me and hide your face from me? From my youth, I've suffered and been close to death. I have borne your terrors and am in despair. Your wrath has swept over me. Your terrors have destroyed me all day long. They surround me like a flood. They've completely engulfed me. You've taken me from friend and neighbor. Darkness is my closest friend. Not my will, Lord but yours be done.